Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Double Diamond Hour here on TalkingAlternative.com. No, I'm not Dr. Millie Lytle. Yes, you get a break from our Eating for Meeting show. Dr. Millie uh, is taking a well-deserved day off as she uh, works with some personal stuff that she's working on. But she will be back next week, never fear. Um, and so uh, before we get started, I just a uh, couple of things I want to uh, briefly mention. Um, first of all, I, I really want to give a big shout out to uh, Patricia Albert and Jeff Carrera, who I, I had interviewed on my show on Fridays, the Conscious Consultant Hour, um, around the work they do called Mutual Awakenings. Um, it's really some beautiful work. They did a, a nice little meditation at Quest Bookstore Thursday evening. And, and for me personally, it was really a, a wonderful experience, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, you may have noticed in the newsletter, we've been uh, putting in about, um, uh, about their upcoming events. Um, so if you can make it, they just did sort of a three-day weekend intensive this past weekend. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't make it, but they're doing another one the end of January. So I highly recommend you check it out. It's, uh, their website is evolutionarycollective.com. Um, and uh, I think their, their uh, interview is still up on the archive page for the Conscious Consultant Hour. So please go and check that out. Um, I also wanted to kind of uh, briefly talk about self-care. A lot of uh, work that I've personally been doing lately has been around self-care. And uh, if you listen to uh, Aurea's show, you know, just before this show, uh, you heard him talking a lot about giving space and imagination. And, and a lot of that also has to do with self-care. And, and, and over the weekend, I'd, I'd been at the gathering this weekend, it's really some of the work, and, I, and I, it's interesting because I just find that I've been having more and more conversations uh, with people these days around self-care. So I really, you know, it's something relatively alien to us. We, we tend to think like we have to do this. I have to take care of my family. I have to take care of work. I have to take care of my job, my business. You know, I have to take care of my boss. Um, but really, in the end, we have to take care of ourselves. If you're not taking care of yourself, you're not really going to be in such a great position to take care of other people. So um, I want you to just, you know, kind of think about that and, uh, and, and try and just see how can you take care of yourself? How can you give yourself some more space throughout the week? Um, and just see how it feels and see how much better you're able to serve other people after you've taken care of yourself. And today, I'm very pleased to have on my show someone who I consider a specialist in self-care because uh, NJ Cho, who is uh, both a PhD and a licensed massage therapist, um, has been basically helping people with body work, which is one of the best ways of, of self-care. And I am a huge, huge believer in, in having body work done. Um, he's also nas a national certified therapist of massage and body work, which I guess is a designation, with over 20 years of experience specializing in a very particular Eastern holistic style of manual therapy called Sugi. 
um, which is hand it means hand energy, and it's a, a form of acupressure. It's a healing practice and art that he's learned since childhood directly from his father, who is a world-renowned Eastern um, medical doctor. Um, and really, his work is helping you to um, to release um, those blockages within your body, and and doing it in a, in a very very interesting way. Um, so I'm I'm curious, NJ. I mean, growing up around your dad, who who is is very well known in in South Korea and and, and in the Eastern culture. I mean, did this work just kind of come naturally to you? Were you resistant to it in the beginning? I mean, was there what was the dynamic just kind of growing up around this? Yes. So one of my fondest memories from childhood uh, was basically having my dad invite me to just holding my hands gently and and just inviting me to start walking on people's backs. Oh, really? How old were you when he started? I was around two or three. Oh, wow. Barely walking. (laughs) A toddler. And, um, you know, what I felt instantly was the kind of love and joy sharing that my dad Mm. Uh, really exposed me to and uh, show that was possible uh, mm. in a very simple way. You know, even the toddler could do it. Uh. And uh, without knowing too much about the techniques of this kind of body work, uh, where actually walking on people's back is a common aspect of it, actually. Mm-hmm. It's not, not for everybody. No. Uh, but... For most people, it's especially when you have uh, the sweet little feet of uh, <laughs> a toddler's weight yeah. uh, walking up and down your spine uh, and your legs. Uh, it, it's very soothing, and mm. even for me as a child, I, I can still like just remember uh, physically mm. what it felt like to be. You know, you were talking about self-care. Well, caring for others, I think, is it, it does allow you to be in touch with other people as well as yourself. Yeah. And I, I really do feel like even as a child, I could feel that. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And and it uh, really, for, for me personally, being a healer myself and, and doing this kind of work, it's, uh, it's very nourishing for me to help other people as well. But, you know, just sometimes we need to know like, oh, if I'm tired today, I need to just take care of myself and not, not help on other people. Um, so I'm curious now, you uh, learned this from your father at a very young age. Um, is this a tradition that sort of lived in your family lineage? Yes, uh, although I have to say my dad was the first person to really be able to put it in a contemporary context and uh, beyond the family. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, I remember, I mean, I left Korea, uh, we were from Seoul, and just outside mm-hmm. the city um, mm-hmm. in the countryside, uh, kind of mountainous and farms and everything. But um, uh, I, I remember, you know, I, just going back there a few years ago, um, I, I left when I was like three or four years old. Mm-hmm. When I went back, one of the most indelible images uh, to take back with me from that trip was going back to the village and seeing that you were talking about lineage. Uh, we had have actually 19 generations of tomb tombstones. Uh, 19 on, generations? <laughs> on this wow. hill. And it's just uh, quite a sight to, to, to witness... Um, 
you know, where you come from <laughs> and yeah, uh, oh just the history God. behind that. And, and out of those people, um, yes, they, you know, we didn't have uh, formal doctors. I mean, the, mm. you had to kind of fend for yourself, again, mm-hmm. uh, a form of self-help, um, yeah. self-care. Uh, and basically, but what I'm saying is my dad was the first one in the 20th century mm-hmm. to say, okay, this is something to be shared um, mm. in the community at large. And he happened to be very talented. Two of his brothers actually do the same thing. Uh, oh. One is in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. The other is in Korea. But my dad um, has come to the West. Uh, uh, we actually went to Hong Kong um, when I was uh, three or four years old. Okay. My mother's actually Chinese. Um, and oh. so we grew up in Hong Kong and... and that was another thing that I think um, added to the environmental influence. Uh, mm-hmm. I think back in the 70s when I was growing up in Hong Kong, that Hong Kong really was the hot spot uh, mm, it, on yeah. the globe where the East really did meet West. Uh-huh. Uh, there were yeah. many Westerners, foreigners, international people uh, that I was exposed to, and people were naturally curious about, okay, you know, we have the wonders of the Eastern traditions and cultures and the uh, you know, advances of Western technology. Now, uh, is this, this 1970s and onwards, would this be really, will we be um, able to finally see an, mm. a convergence of the two, an interaction? So even as a child uh, growing up, I, I could, it, it was very palpable. Uh, it was wow. exciting. Wow, yeah, yeah that, that must have been fascinating growing up in, in Hong Kong in the 70s. And, and it, I, I guess it's really interesting about how, you, you know, this is sort of something very ancient or a very old lineage, and, and yet your, your dad and yourself have been able to bring it sort of into modern times. And, and, and it's, I just find it funny how in some ways today that that the more advanced we get the more we find that some of these ancient traditions um really have a real um basis in something that that works because they've developed over so long Um, i'm assuming that you know as this technique was sort of passed down through the generations like everybody sort of learned and saw the result of what they were doing so they were able to sort of refine the technique and improve it with every generation um and so, uh, why, um, uh, before we go to break, just briefly, why do you call this more sort of acupressure as opposed to, as opposed to just, just general body work? Because the, it really is another form of acupuncture, believe it ah, or not. Uh, okay. First of all, the prefix is the same. Uh, acu right. Right. means different things. It's a Latin prefix meaning something acute. Right, sharp, uh, and therefore it's a synonym for the needle, mm-hmm. and so that's clearly what's happening in acupuncture. Uh, however, with acupressure, it's using hands, mm-hmm. but the, the underlying map of meridians and the principles are exactly identical. So, and this is something that that, that uh, always kind of fascinated me is that how I mean the Korean culture is different from the Chinese culture is different from the Japanese culture yet all three cultures use the, the idea of this network of of meridians and 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 these energy lines so there is some some sort of commonality between the, the way these three cultures approach uh, health and well-being 
Yes. Um, I, I guess that that's a general uh, f- thing, culturally speaking. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, in the Western, if the cradle of civilization, the Western civilization was in Greece and, mm-hmm. and, and Rome, uh, you can the parallel to that in the East is China. So, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and if you talk to a Korean or Japanese person, they they would fully acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it all emanated from China, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wonderful. All right, so we're going to take a, a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to kind of dive a little bit deep into this um, form of body work. And of course, if anyone out there would like to call in and ask NJ or myself some questions, feel free. Our call in number is eight seven seven four eight zero. 4120. You're listening to The Double Diamond Hour on TalkingAlternative.com, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network. Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183 That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. TalkingAlternative.com Talking about the 70s, there's a nice old song for you from the (laughs) 70s. Um, uh, So, NJ, I'm curious, after sort of being trained by your dad and and growing up around this body work, you did go out and, and, you know, get degrees and become a licensed massage therapist. Was was there a reason why you felt the need to kind of, uh, I guess, you know, get this background in the sort of the Western side of body work? 
Yes,、uh, a lot of that was just out of pure pragmatism.、Um, mm-hmm. To I, I wanted to choose the path of least resistance to start legally working on people's bodies,、um, mm-hmm. and I knew that、uh, whatever path I took, eventually、um, I would still be practicing my dad's style that、mm-hmm. he refined. So、um, I ch- checked with the authorities and other people、mm-hmm. and figured out massage therapy license would be the most appropriate.、Um, okay. Yeah. So that's what I went for. But but then you also went and got a PhD in psychology, which、yes. you wouldn't often think <laughs> of people who do body work as getting a a PhD in psychology. What what、uh, pulled you in that direction? Well, I would say the flip side is equally valid. I would、mm. say that. For many、uh, body workers who are really dedicated to their work, if you really probe, they sooner or later the discussion of the mind-body connection would、mm. pop up,、mm. and I would imagine,、uh, and I know actually,、uh, the opposite would be true. Talk to many psychotherapists, and they、uh, realize the the importance of the state of The, the, mm-hmm. the physicality of a person affecting、right. the mind,、right. or vice versa. So,、right. yeah, that hence the interest. And and new, being in New、uh, New York City,、yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I, another thing to to say that, that to preface that is for undergrad, I I went to UC Berkeley in California, and、mm-hmm. I really feel like this one place in New York I found.、Um, Was like a little Berkeley for me.、Ah. Uh, this is the new school for、ah, so- yes. social research.、Sure. Now, people associate the new school,、uh, the general public out there. Many people think it's kind of like、uh, another version of、uh, le- the, the learning annex、mm. or something. But right, right. really, they don't take it quite as seriously. However,、yeah. if you really look into it,、uh, it's a very、um, well respected, well regarded、uh, academic institution.、Mm-hmm. Right. But Uh, uh, frankly, yes, I did start out with these really pretty open courses. Where open meaning、um, they had courses in introductory psychology、uh, that anybody could sign up to、mm-hmm. the, to enroll in, pretty、right. much. So I was one of those. But then very soon after a year or two, they will uh, filter uh, the, the student body、uh, uh. quite a bit. And for those people like myself. Who really、uh, found their calling in、mm-hmm. psychology?、Uh, then y- that you had options to really、um, pair up with、uh, these experts, very well-regarded academics in the field, and do some meaningful work with them. And that's what I did. And they were very generous.、Uh, With me and a couple of other students who showed some promise,、uh, so I really took advantage of these uh, teaching uh, fellowships and so on. So financially,、oh, they really did support me and、uh, pretty fully. And、uh, one thing led to another. I, I, I before I knew it, I got my master's, and then after that, I thought, well, why not? Go all the way, <laughs>、uh, you know, because I found a professor, this uh, former. Uh, A fellow from from Oxford actually、uh, mm-hmm. teaching there,、uh, and our focus the the work I did with him was in neuroscience,、mm-hmm. uh, in, in in looking at the left and right brain interactions,、mm-hmm. uh, and emotions、uh, in people, and, and 
uh, that's a short version of what I did with him. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I, I ended up with a PhD there after a few years, uh, back so, in 2009. Yeah. So, so after you got your PhD, did you ever think about opening a therapy practice or, or did you know you were going to stick to doing body work? So it's still a work in progress. Ah, it's not okay. something I could uh, just implement overnight, mm. I, I thought. Uh, first, I had to really familiar, familiarize myself with the different um, settings, uh, forums out there. Uh, you know, in psychotherapy, there are so many different yes. mm -hmm. variations. Uh, and, and I also just knew that at the core of what I did, the, the first thing, uh, at the, the automatic go-to thing that I can do immediately with people is body work. Right, so right. I, uh, I even, you know, I mean, I've been doing my pra doing what I do as a private practitioner uh, for years, and I was still practicing as I was pursuing my studies in psychology. Mm -hmm. So long-winded way of saying it's still a work in progress. Now, mm -hmm. with some of the clients to, who see me for body work, uh, initially, they gradually do open up. Right. And they, some of them do want to talk with me therapeutically. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I find that my studies in psychology has, have really informed my yeah. bodywork practice. Yeah, I, I know um, Alice Miller wrote a book called The Body Never Lies, talking about trauma and really how trauma and pretty much all of our emotions are really stored in our body. And I've talked with many people lately about this field called psychoimmunology that's all about how the body actually stores emotions in the cells of the body, how when we're at an extreme emotional state, the, the, the hypothalamus and the, the thyroid release these peptides and proteins, and they actually get lodged into the cells, and as the cells replicate, those, those neuropeptides and proteins are still there, so until they're released, you're actually still holding on to that emotional charge. That's right, uh, Sam, and that is what's what I feel I'm so lucky uh, mm. to to you know why why I feel so lucky to be living at this time yeah uh, you know my dad has done so much good work he's over 82 now but still wow. practicing he's not in New York but mm -hmm. still going strong yeah. he ha he's more energetic than many people including <laughs> myself in many ways yeah. uh, but Whereas with him, he pretty much, you know, once he moved to the West, especially, he, and started working on people, and basically, I would call it performing miracles uh, really? on people who come to him, you know, back then, especially, people would come to him, uh, Westerners, I'm talking about, uh -huh. um, being kind of, you know, uh, as a last resort, have, uh. having exhausted everything else, having gone to all the experts, uh, all the MDs and specialists, they could have uh, found. Could, could you give us a specific example, maybe, of one person that you thought was just an amazing? Well, yes, uh, my 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 dad. I, I would defer to his overall experience uh, mm -hmm. and number of cases with him, uh, much more extensive than myself. However, yes, cancer patients, uh, really? spontaneous remissions, um, even things like things that. Uh, with a modern scientific uh, kind of uh, model, it would be hard to explain. Something mm. like cystic fibrosis, a genetic oh, really? illness. Um, 
things like recently myself, I've really helped somebody with something called um, pulmonary hypertension, which is, you know, there are all these so-called incurable diseases, conditions out there. And I think that that is really where my father and I, people like us, uh, fill a void, uh, Mm. kind of bridge the gap. Because I think what people have available to them uh, in terms of care, medical care, uh, is kind of all or nothing. You know, they, mm. they either have to just get by with what uh, little medications and minimal uh, care they that can afford, yeah. they can afford, or if they're wealthy enough, they right. can seek out world-class specialists. Right. Uh, but s- there's a huge gap in the middle mm-hmm. where, you know, People like us using low tech, but mm-hmm. very with a very intensive kind of level of investigation, mm-hmm. can really add value to mm-hmm. the health consumer. Um, wow! So, so I, I'm curious, since like you work, although you work with your hands and your feet, you're still working sort of along the meridians. Do you feel you're kind of sensitive to people's energy, or are you just completely feeling how the body is reacting when you touch it? Really, a bit of both. Yeah, uh, okay. I do my best to. Uh, and that's the one thing I think uh, that's different between what I do in acupressure versus mm-hmm. acupuncture. Acupuncture, right. it's kind of in the reverse. Uh, you know, the the skilled practitioner they they spend quite a bit of time and attention on the initial assessment, mm-hmm. and you know, looking at your tongue, you're right. taking a pulse. And so on before they then implement a strategy mm-hmm. uh, right. with very precise placements of uh, needles. Whereas with me, what I do is uh, I'll listen to your medical background, mm-hmm. but that is really background information, knowing that every time you come in for a session with me, mm. you're in a slightly different state. Right. Uh, right. And therefore, I'll start with you, start working on you right uh, away with my hands and let my hands respond. Mm. to what need needs to be addressed. And basically, uh, points of tension, right. uh, which can be interpreted as blockages to your chi right. flow. Right. And so my overarching goal is to find those blockages and remove them manually mm. for you. I see, I see. And, and people normally, because I guess this is body work and manual work, they kind of feel the difference, I would assume, pretty quickly. That's right, uh, because I think what I do can be very versatile mm-hmm. uh, in, in the sense that I can really vary the amount of pressure I apply, mm-hmm. uh, the the length of time I stay on one spot, mm-hmm. and then even on the one acupoint, uh, it matters a lot the, the way I manipulate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, even the angle... Uh, mm. That I dig in, you know, mm. uh, you know. T- so the pressure is only one component. The right. angle, angle. Uh, yeah. the manner. Uh, if it's a more more of a circular motion, or is it more of a straight in uh, kind of pressure? It all I matters see. a lot. I see. Because I know from like acupuncture, there are different ways of like inserting a needle, and you can rotate the needle in in a clockwise direction or a counterclockwise yes, direction right. and move it around, and and all of that makes a difference depending on what's going on. So you kind of have, I guess, an analogous uh, way of working with people, but with your fingers as opposed to a needle. 
Um, what would you say is the big difference, though? Like, uh, I mean, you would think that with your finger, it's it's rather blunt. I mean, it's not going inside the body. It, what is the difference in effectiveness between a needle and your finger? Yes. Um, so there are. First of all, I, I'd like to just say that the I have the most respect for mm-hmm. the skilled practitioners of acupuncture out there. Mm-hmm. What I think. I you know just from my uh, pr- point of view, the mm-hmm. what I'm doing is more uh, dynamic. Uh, mm-hmm. My hands are moving around mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. and I'm really uh, following your body's lead. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I'm really locked in to the groove in mm-hmm. the, over the course of a treatment. Mm-hmm. It's like automatic. It's like uh, walking, running, driving a car. I don't have to think about it. Uh, it becomes uh, very intuitive. And yes, and what's more, it's just like when you're driving and you you're going for a smooth ride. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, focus on okay, am I turning the steering wheel just the right amount uh, and and blinking at the you know just right. Uh, you know, it's smooth, and you are responding to how the road feels right. under you. Uh, well, the road is kind of like the, the human body, body for me, yeah. and cool. it's you. You have to uh, you have to respond right. to the contours of the person's of body. Person's yes. Body. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Great. Well, it's time for us to take another commercial break. Um, when we come back, we'll talk maybe about some of the challenges of doing this work. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Double Diamond Hour on TalkingAlternative.com. I'm your host, Sam Leibowitz, and we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at monty at montytaylor.com. That's monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at montytaylor.com. 
Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Yes, and the power is in your body, right? I mean, the body holds everything. We live in our bodies. I mean, a lot of people just live in their minds, but, I mean, truthfully, we live our lives in our bodies. Um, Inche, I'm, I'm curious, like, over the, the course of, of developing your practice and studying on your father, what was really, like, the biggest challenge for you in, in kind of finding your own way in this work? I would say that... For a long time, um, I wanted to uh, be perfect mm. the technical aspects uh. of the practice, which I think was a very worthwhile process to mm-hmm. have gone through. I think anybody in any discipline who's dedicated would go through such a process mm-hmm. and I would say of course I'm still going through it now mm-hmm. my attitude toward it however mm-hmm. once it evolved beyond just needing and wanting to perfect things mm-hmm. then naturally my practice actually improved mm-hmm. tremendous I mean it, I could really feel the the leap <laughs> oh, that wow. I made uh, and you know what the the so instead of like efforting so hard when you relaxed into it you found it was it was much easier and worked much better for you that's right i guess you can say it's got to be organic mm. it's you can't fake it it's right. you can potentially hurt people if you're right. <laughs> if you're just following a book and just some you know very scratching the surface kind of guidelines you can you know, hurt people up. Right. So you, first and foremost, yes, you have to develop, really groom, really train your level of um, sensitivity through mm. through the fingers. Mm. Um, yes. And and would you say over the the years that you've had your practice that the people are starting to be more open to what you have to say and starting to be more open to this kind of a modality? Yes, and I have to thank uh, just the. <laughs> the zeitgeist out there uh, <laughs> over time ju- it's I mean I remember when I first started it was still I mean most people I could I, I spent quite a bit of effort and time initially just uh-huh. persuading people to take you know give this a shot uh. like th- this was to them so foreign and quote unquote uh, hocus pocus uh, <laughs> but really now people are um First and foremost, they they think of themselves as uh, rational health consumers, mm. and they look at the different, you know, the the ever expanding menu of right. choices out yeah. there. Now, of course, there are uh, limitations, uh, constraints, financial, and so on. Right. The type of insurance uh, you have, and 
but I think we people have access right. to at least the information, you know, on the on online or or through. Uh, even coworkers, friends, and family. Yeah, word of mouth word seems of mouth. to be the thing that really spreads because when people hear of somebody having an amazing experience, yeah. now they're going to be open to it. And then added to that is the uh, finally the scientists out there, the researchers uh, in a more Western setting, are uh, beginning to uh, pay more attention mm. to. Uh, Eastern, more foreign mod- modalities, uh, and I think again that's been consumer-driven. I think the consumer has been demanding it. Right. And um, you were talking about the the peptides and so on earlier. Well, right. yeah, I, I think what I do uh, traditionally has been uh, looked viewed through the lens of traditional Chinese medicine having to do with like qi, mm-hmm. the yin and yang, mm-hmm. the five elements and so on, which right. all are very, very elegant, poetic ways of viewing the world and your right. place in the world, right. how you can be at one with the cosmos. However, today, what's really exciting is uh, science is catching up yes. with what <laughs> people with the have been... Yes. So yeah. uh, f- a very uh, uh, prominent example there is, I mean, one way to interpret in a physiological way, medical way, if you will, mm-hmm. what I do is a big part of it is I'm uh, tapping into your uh, hypothalamus pituitary uh, axis, the so-called mm. HPA. You know, mm-hmm. these little glands in your brain are the master regulators right. of your body, all kinds of physiology going on. Right. And it doesn't take much for that HPA, HPA axis to be thrown off balance a bit. Right. And then all kinds of illnesses can manifest. So what the kind of work I do is first and foremost, you know, balancing, rebalancing you. And you can then uh, examine tests for it uh, with the kinds of serotonin or endorphins being released. Uh, You know, technically speaking, they figured out lately that the level of uh, target uh, on your body that my the kind of work that I do mm-hmm. achieves is at so, the so-called type three uh, fibers in your muscles, uh, uh. and th- those are th- where you have the endorphins that can be released. And, uh. and uh, with endorphins, you have pain management regulation, mm-hmm. uh, serotonin rebalancing allows for uh, mood elevation. Mm. Uh, so I've seen numerous people with who are clinically depressed, for example, uh-huh. who swear by what I do. Uh, maybe really? not always exclusively what I do, but right, right, certainly... Right. But as one com- facet of an overall... Yeah, complementary, yes. How, how would you say your, your studies of sort of the, the Western approach to body work has affected what you've done? Um, given that it's so deeply rooted and steeped in Eastern uh, traditional medicine. So I think it just makes what I do, uh, it, it kind of demystifies it when mm-hmm. I frame what I do in more, uh, for example, physical therapy kind of mm-hmm. settings. So uh. I'll give you a couple of examples. You know, carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. All right, so 
people even go for surgery uh, yeah. after years of persistent carpal tunnel syndrome at the wrist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think most of the time they're missing the point, <laughs> missing the mark. So what I do... It's for me. It's like playing detective work, working backwards and tracing, retracing the root cause of things. So, carpal uh, tunnel to me, ninety percent, uh-huh. over ninety percent of the people complaining about carpal tunnel, I can go straight to their shoulders on uh, the same side and find their scalene muscles, those uh, tight band uh, of muscles. There, you have three of them. We all have three of them on each side of our neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, it connects our neck to our first, second ribs mm-hmm. under the collarbone, and we engage and uh, contract and relax them in order to move our heads. Now, mm-hmm. when those scaly muscles tighten up, they can easily squeeze on the network of nerves called the brachial plexus uh-huh. in your shoulder, and uh. then that could affect all the way, have a all, downstream all effect down to, the down to your wrist. Right. So. Uh, I can say something similar about um, people complaining about lower back pain. A lot of times, the, the kinds of lower back pain that come and go, and you mm-hmm. can't really place where is it really coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my experience, you can identify the, the real source in their hip flexors, in their uh, oh. muscles, the psoas major, uh, the iliacus muscle inside uh-huh. their hip bones. Once we release that, then their back pain has gone instantaneously. So, ah, so it's really learning how pain can be really referred from different areas and that, you know, Westerners, we tend to think like, oh, the pain, that's where the problem is. But oftentimes the real cause of the problem is actually in a different part of the body. Uh, so when you can focus on trying to find the root cause as opposed to just focusing on the symptom, that then you can get real healing. That's right. So the last thing I do is helping you relieve symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I, what I promise people is you come to me, the only side effects you'll get are the uh-huh. good ones. <laughs> you will come and your original symptoms will disappear and mm-hmm. then some. Things that you might not even have been aware of, I right. can identify for you. Right, because oftentimes, like you say, like the tight shoulder can be causing carpal tunnel, but it can also be causing other pains and other Compensating things. in the Com- rest of your body. Right. Even right, down right. to your legs sometimes. Right. Wow. Wow. Um, cool. Um all right, let's let's go out to our last break, believe it or not, and time flies by when you're having fun. And, and when we come back, let's talk about uh, where you see things going in the future and how you see this modality developing. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Double Diamond Hour on TalkingAlternative.com. My guest this hour is N.J. Cho, a licensed massage therapist and practitioner of Sugi Acupressure. So everybody, please stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. 
Bonjour, this is Dominique de Coq. Bonjour, c'est Tamara Zuboff. Bonjour, c'est Asania Kone. We are hosting Pardon My French New York City. Our guests come from all over the world. From Mali to New Caledonia, from Paris to Quebec. French is a common language, yet they all come from different cultures, backgrounds or countries. And their common desire is to make New York their home. Listen to them share their stories. Join us at Pardon My French New York City every Monday from 1 to 2 p.m. Are you suffering from aches and pains? Has traditional medicine let you down? Are you tired of taking toxic medications? Then come to the Double Diamond Wellness Center and learn how our natural methods can help you to heal. Call us now at 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. Or find us on the web at www.doublediamondwellness.com. We look forward to serving you. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. especially after you get some body work done on you and it feels great. Um, so just a couple of things. I just also want to kind of let our audience know the way you do your body work, you, you actually don't work on a table like, like most body workers do. That's right. It, I use a twin-size floor futon mattress. Mm-hmm. And, and why do you work with people on the floor? I feel much more grounded Oh. Uh, for one thing. The other is, like I said, quite a bit of what I do is walking on people's backs, their mm-hmm. legs, and mm-hmm. so on. So it's a little easier, easier. <laughs> body mechanics-wise. Right. Uh, and, and, and how long is a typical treatment? 40 minutes is standard. Okay. However, many people come for longer sessions. Mm. And, and do you find that, like, you know, people come to you, like, once is enough? Or do you find that, you know, it does take a few sessions to really get the body to fully release what it might be holding on to? So with my wife's migraine, uh, uh-huh. I took care of them in one session. Okay, uh, that's before we got married. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so sometimes, yes, uh, yeah. if we're lucky, even after one session, people will like say, "Okay, you take my walking cane. I'm going to leave mm, it here. I'm wow. going to walk out of here. I can't believe what you did." You know, um, mm. and so on. But I, I think uh, overall. Uh, Three sessions is mm-hmm. what I recommend uh, over maybe a week or two mm-hmm. so that both you and I can really see if this is appropriate uh, for you. 
Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so uh, again, I just wanted to go back to uh, briefly the, the the idea of you of sort of your psycholo- of your psychology background, and that you are you specializing in kind of helping people with sort of psychological issues through healing with the body, or are you just looking at it as sort of like one extra thing that you're doing? I think it's one extra thing. Uh, however, it's becoming more and more. Um, interesting to me i I, Mm. that's going forward that's as i referred to earlier that's uh the work in progress where i can really kind Uh. of systemize systematize systemize uh more in a more concrete way Mm. that kind of protocol that Mm. i can employ that people can grasp and understand uh that people will value uh Mm. in the sense that okay really health at the root of the word, it's really about being whole. Yeah. It's not just one discrete body part that right. I'm trying to fix, like one part of your the car in your engine, you know, right. your engine in your car. Uh, it's my whole being, you know. So uh, one can't exist without the other. Right. Yeah. Do you feel your work is is different from your father's work? I mean, granted that you know he's been doing it much much longer than you, so he's going to you know be an expertise in certain ways. But do you find that you're taking the work in maybe a slightly different direction than? Yes, a, a couple of maneuvers, if you will, techniques mm-hmm. uh, I use definitely, uh, and I've shown my dad, but he's more old school in his own way, uh. and he he's totally happy, content with his style um and he hasn't embraced a couple of techniques that i've learned from other people and again something that is wonderful about uh this developing uh world out there where people are becoming more and more open-minded and uh really uh, embracing whatever works Mm. and i found yes a couple of things i do uh, one is at the hip joint, mm-hmm. uh, another at the shoulder that my dad doesn't do, but I I have incorporated mm-hmm. into my own practice with good results. I yes, take very it. good. Yeah. <laughs> so, so do you see like the future of body work changing to to what it is today? I think so. My hope is that people will um, really honor their own bodies. Mm-hmm. learn to do so and, mm-hmm. and for that to become somehow um just so natural and ingrained in people that that's mm-hmm. you know yeah. we've come a long way in terms yes. of alternative slash complementary medicine where as i said it's become really mainstream most people right. you talk to now uh and i think going forward the evolution would be for people to start understanding that when one part of their body starts aching, you know, when they have a headache, it's not really just something wrong with their head. Right. It could be a whole chain of events, uh, physical, Mm. emotional, and otherwise, that could have led to this. Mm. And for them to address uh, the headache, really remove it organically, Mm -hmm. means they're not just reaching for the over-counter, uh, over-the-counter, right, you know, medicine, pill, yeah. but really uh, being willing mm-hmm. to uh, commit to uh, improving their overall being, well-being. Okay. Yes. Um, what do you think is your greatest challenge with the work that you do? 
I think I could always uh, ha- I'll always have room to grow uh, mm-hmm. in terms of just winning people over verbally initially. Mm-hmm. I think once I when once they allow me to start working on their bodies, <laughs> they'll get it. They'll I see. and and then if all goes well, I don't even have to say much. <laughs> right, right, right. Just getting them on the mat. That's right. <laughs> but um, there are lots of you know conflicting things that people might have heard about. Okay, is this kind of work? Uh, unsafe uh you know is this too aggressive uh how are you different from a chiropractor or osteopath so uh, i think there's a way for me to i i think actually i've done a pretty good job over time like if people go to my website www.sugiacupressure spelled s-u-g-i a-c-u pressure one word dot com okay They'll have uh, access to all the information that I'm referring to, where mm-hmm. I'm able to articulate mm-hmm. my mission with what I do and how I do it and mm-hmm. what it's appropriate for. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. that is always a challenge, really uh, winning people over, mm-hmm. uh, getting them to be on my team. I mean, I'm on their right. team. I'm, right. I'm, uh, my ultimate goal is to become people's partner in health mm. uh, as soon as I can. Right. But sometimes I found it challenging for some people right. uh, to help them get over that mental hurdle. Okay, is right. this, why, why this versus something else that I'm used to doing? Right, right. And, and, and do you think this is something that people should incorporate just in terms of maintenance, like even if they're basically okay or healthy, that it's good to have like some body work just to keep the little things at bay? Absolutely, and people can... Um, do very simple things that I can show people mm-hmm. on their own. Ah. Uh, even when they're really busy at the desk, at the computer, right, right. Uh, even when they're uh, out in the streets or driving, you mm-hmm. know, there are little things people can do with their neck, their shoulders, their lower back, mm-hmm. their ankles, mm-hmm. little exercises and little uh, uh, bits of acupressure they can apply on right. themselves that... If they do every day, right. uh, along with drinking a lot of water, you know, right. lots of commonsensical things, right. then people can really literally get back in touch mm. with their bodies and and beyond. You know, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. And so, if people want to get in touch with you, is the best way through the website? Website, I would say so. And uh, I don't think I mentioned where I'm actually located. Right, I'm conveniently right. at the heart of New York City yes. uh, at Columbus Circle. Right across the street on 60th Street from the Time Warner building. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, accessible, very convenient. Uh, it's right next to the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it has very good feng shui. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, NJ. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. And uh, coming up next, of course, everyone's favorite astrologer, Monty Taylor, is here in the house. And next week, uh, Dr. Millie will be back and continue with her Eating for Meaning program. Um, and as uh, those regular listeners know, uh, we've got plenty of shows uh, for the rest of the day. If after Monty is a part of my French with Dominique Ducoc, which has a very special guest today. I, 
Maybe I'll let Monty say who's going to be on uh, Dominique's show, uh, followed by uh, our, one of our newest shows, uh, Coffee Talk 3.0 with Kevin Barbaro. That's become a very, very popular show. His podcast is doing amazing afterwards, so I hope you'll continue to listen all the way through the end of the day. We've got live shows until 3 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and for those of you wondering, yes, I will be back on Friday. I have a wonderful numerologist joining me this uh, Friday for the Conscious Consultant Hour at 11 o'clock. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you real soon. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Are you stuck in your business or career? Trying to take your business to the next level and it keeps hitting a wall? This is Sam Leibowitz, the Conscious Consultant. I will help you get to the root cause of your abundance issues and help move you forward in your life. Call me now and let's create the future you dream of. 212-721-8183. That's 212-721-8183. The Conscious Consultant, helping conscious people be better business people. Have you ever decided to reinvent yourself? Are you navigating a new life's journey? Are you an aspiring artist that's looking for direction? This is Kevin Barbaro, and my new show, Coffee Talk 3.0, is your new best friend. Tune in live to hear successful professional artists and their inspiring real-life adventures Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, right here at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Have you ever considered consulting a roadmap when you feel you need help getting to your destination? When the normal path seems blocked, a little help can come in handy when choosing an alternate route. Your natal chart is a map of your potentials. It addresses relationships, finance, business, health, and above all, creativity. Current planetary cycles can either support or challenge your objectives. I'm Montgomery Taylor. If you would like to explore the help of a private astrological reading, please contact me at Monty at MontyTaylor.com. That's Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, at MontyTaylor.com. I'm the aptly named host of Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio, big nonprofit ideas for the other 95%. Fundraising, board relations, social media. My guests and I cover everything that small and mid-sized shops struggle with. If you have big dreams and a small budget, you have a home at Tony Martinetti Nonprofit Radio. Fridays, 1 to 2 Eastern at TalkingAlternative.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.